0: Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in to another edition of WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you, and it's going to be a big week at Philadelphia Sports. Boy, the Sixers and the Celtics starting tonight, and of course, the impending return of Bryce Harper. Here's what I want to do today, and coming off of an incredible weekend in the NFL with the NFL Draft, I I want to go through the winners and losers today Of the Eagles draft. I'm sure you've read a lot of, uh, you know, winners and losers articles or or seen the, you know, kind of those takes out there who won and lost the NFL draft. But I want to take this just specifically from an Eagles perspective, the winners and losers within the 2023 Eagles draft. And just to quickly, you know, hit, hit what they did here over the weekend... You know, obviously the big first round with Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith, and then they end up going with the third round picks after moving around a little bit. Uh, Tyler Steen, offensive lineman, Alabama. A Vanderbilt uh, transfer that played tackle to Alabama. Went to the senior bowl and played guard. I think he will compete right away with uh, with Cam Jurgens at the right guard position. And then Sidney Brown, who might be you know, other than Nolan made my favorite draft pick they made. Um, I, I really like Sidney Brown. A guy, Mark Ross, who will be on the WIP Midday Show on Monday. Mark Ross compared to Brian Dawkins, which is an otherworldly comparison. Sidney Brown, the, the safety from Illinois. Then they obviously trade out for Keely Ringo, another Georgia player of the corner. Uh, and then later in the draft, uh, a quarterback out of Stanford and a defensive end. Out of Texas. So there's the 2023 Eagles draft. Now some winners and losers. I'll, I'll kind of intersperse these so it's not just like winners for, uh, you know, a bunch straight in a row and then, you know, we don't want to end with like five losers. So let's just kind of intersperse these back and forth. Winners and losers for the Eagles here in the draft. We start with Howie Roseman. I mean, who else? Howie Roseman won the draft. If, you're, if you've read any articles out there about winners and losers across the NFL with this draft, you probably saw Howie's name. He won the draft. I mean, Howie Roseman has mastered value in the draft. He's mastered the ability to move up and down the draft board. It's incredible watching him work on these weekends. And not all these picks hit, and we know that. I mean, some of these won't. I mean, I, the Jalen Carter pick is a risk. It's one worth taking at number nine, but it's a risk. But to get what they got, to move around the way they did, to to finagle the board the way they did, to not be tapped out of picks for next year, to also get, and we'll get to this in a second. You know, DeAndre Swift um, using some draft picks is incredible. It it just really is. And, you know, when you think about what Howie did, and it all kind of comes back to finding value, taking the positions that matter early, and then finding the safeties, finding the linebackers, finding the running backs, and building your team that way. It really just, it's so simple yet so many teams fail to do it. And now I I just want to point this out for all, all the Bijanites out there, and I'll get to them in a second. Uh, but those of you that want to be John Robinson with the Eagles' first pick, the Eagles will pay the combination of DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny, and Kenny Gainwell about $4 million on the salary cap in 2023. By himself, B. John Robinson will make $4 million on the salary cap. I mean, just think about that for a second. The combination of those three, who will outperform B. John, by the way, they will outperform him. Will make four million dollars, and you didn't have to use a first-round pick to get any of those guys. They signed Penny on on free agency. Obviously, traded for Swift, local product from State Saint Joseph's Prep, and you know I, I think a guy that could add a lot to this room. And and then of course Kenny Gainwell, who they drafted a few years ago. You know, late in the draft. I mean, that's that's GM work right there. So Harry Rose, winner number one, Our loser number one, are the Bijanites of all the people out there that wanted Bijan Robinson. You didn't get your way. It was the right. This thing by the Eagles, not to, first of all, trade up for him, but just the fact that they, I I don't think they were going to draft him, but, you know, maybe they were going to, and they didn't have the chance to, whatever. It's over now, and instead of wasting a top 10 pick on a running back, the Eagles will have a top 5 rushing attack in the league next year. Top 5, it's been... Number one rushing attack, most yards in the NFL last two years, running the football behind guys. And now I think they've upgraded that room with Swift and Penny. I think they're more talented runners than than a guy like Miles Sanders. And they didn't have to use the first round pick. The Bijanites, they're the losers here. You didn't get Bijan Robinson, and a back by committee approach will once again, once again, show you that is the way. Show you that is the way to go here to build a winning football team. All right, another winner that, that I thought about for the Eagles in this draft, and it's not, it's not like a in-stone winner, but it's certainly written in in pencil. And I'll, I'll say it's Cam Jurgens because I, I think if the draft had gone a different way, if, let's say, Jalen Carter goes number 5 to the Seahawks or, or whatever, I, or, or let's say the Cardinals don't move back and then move back again, you know, move down and then move back up. I think there's a real chance the Eagles draft an offensive lineman with their first pick. You know me, I wanted Peter Skarzinski. I don't know how much the Eagles loved him. Uh, we we did hear that they liked Paris Johnson, and I think there's a real chance that if Carter had gone and the Cardinals didn't trade back up for for Paris Johnson, the Eagles were going to select Paris Johnson. So you know, right now Cam Jurgis has to worry about beating out a mid-round pick in, in Tyler Steen, who's trying to transition from tackle to guard. That that's that's what Cam Jurgens has to fight right now to play this coming season. If the draft had gone a different way, you know, the sliding doors, right, butterfly effect type of thing, well, Cam Jurgens would not be starting because I'll tell you right now, Skoronsky or Paris Johnson, a top-10 pick offensive lineman would have started. So Cam Jurgens is a winner because he gets his chance uh, to compete and really win a job in training camp at right guard. And and I, I'll, I'll call it a coin flip right now. I don't know who's going to be the better right guard for this season, Jurgens or, or Steen, but he's got a chance. And I didn't think he had a real chance if they drafted a player in the first round on the offensive line. Uh, Another loser is the rest of the NFC East. Go look up and down what these teams did. I I wasn't overly impressed. I think Joe Shane with the Giants has an idea of what he's doing, but I think the team will come back this year to the pack compared to where they were last year. I I didn't think the Giants had a particularly strong draft. The Cowboys... I think Mozzie Smith's going to be a good defensive tackle, but, you know, I don't think he's going to wreck the league. And I just look at what they did this weekend, you know, Banks, you know, the the corner that went, um, you know, the the corner Forbes that the commanders got, Banks with the Giants, the commander Forbes, you know, the the commander's corner Forbes that they took uh, in the middle of the first round, very small. I mean, I guess you could kind of imagine he's going to match up on Devontae Smith for years to come. I just didn't think the Giants, commanders or Cowboys had particularly great weekends I thought the Eagles had a very good weekend, and I think the gap continues to grow in the NFC. We we know, excuse me, we know it's been 20 years since any one of the NFCs you know won this division in back-to-back years. It's tough. It it is really tough to win uh, this division in back-to-back years, but I don't see how any of those teams got to the point where they're better now than than the Eagles. So I'll put another loser in here as the NFCs because those teams right now. You know, this was a chance for them to get better, to become a better team um, and get closer to the Eagles, and they did not do it. They didn't do it. I, I thought they, they really kind of, you know, they had a chance to make some moves, impact moves, and they didn't do it. And, and I think they're losers the entire NFC East. Okay, another winner here. I'm going to go with Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis is a winner because, in, in, in a sense, he could fly under the radar a little bit, as the Eagles try to get him up to speed, try to make sure he is the guy they thought he was in the draft in the first round. But just think about a couple things here. One, how much they have a defensive tackle still, right? Fletcher Cox is still here. Milton Williams is still here. Jalen Carter, his teammate, probably a more talented player, is still here. So on the depth chart of defensive tackle, you, you could right now put him in a fourth and you're not ridiculous and you're not saying, you know, he can't play because it just he just might be the fourth best player. So that, that's one thing. Two, I think all the Georgia kids here creates the story of the Georgia kids more than the story of like, hey, what about last year's first-round pick that did contribute a lot? Is he going to? Can can he do that? Um, I, I think there's something to that. that, that Jordan Davis has a chance here to kind of fly under the radar a little bit as one of a group. Not the only guy, but one of a group that is trying to ascend here together. He could be kind of covered a little bit by Nolan Smith, covered a little bit by Jalen Carter. Especially because the Jalen Carter story is going to attract a lot of attention. You know, if he's on the right course, everyone's going to obviously be covering it that way. And if if something happens that Jalen Carter isn't on the right course or there's, you know, red flags pop back up, that'll be the story. I mean, Jordan Davis can hi- kind of hide. He kind of hid last year because they had a loaded defensive line. He could kind of hide again because they have a loaded defensive line and all of his teammates on the team. So I, I think he's actually a winner in this for the short term. Another loser is Terrell Edmonds. The safety the Eagles signed from the Steelers this offseason. You know, a, a guy that looked like he could start. He'd started a lot of games in, in Pittsburgh. I don't think he's a great player. He's a serviceable player. I don't even know if he's good, but he's he's decent, right? He, you could put him out there and, and not get rocked at the safety position. Um, but... The way the Eagles talked about Sidney Brown when they drafted him, that he was a red star player on their draft board, which means, you know, he kind of fits all the criteria they're looking for, personality, drive, work ethic, and whatever scout scouted him. You know, Eagles have tons of scouts that go all over the country and follow college football. Whatever scout scouted him wanted to make him a red star player. And the way Howie described it this past weekend is they get a chance, maybe 10 a year, a red star player. So the fact that they, they drafted him at a position of need, um, and he's a Red Star player, and he's a versatile player that can play in the box or, or back. I, I look at it as the Eagles can create a long-term safety combination of Reed blanket chip, who they obviously like, and I, I think is, a, is an ascending player, and, and maybe Sidney Brown if he's up to speed right away. So I, I think this hurts a guy like Terrell Edmonds who could become a third safety pretty quickly here instead of, let's say, a top-two safety. Um, another winner, and, and we'll, this will kind of wrap our winners up with this, uh, is Kirby Smart. You know Kirby Smart, obviously, has done an amazing job at Georgia, and he's one of the premier college football coaches and recruiters. And you know, but but actually, I thought this weekend, especially with the Eagles doing it, a high-profile winning team that was just in the Super Bowl, kind of elevates his program to an even higher level, because you know it, this reminds me a little bit of Alabama ten years ago, where Nick Saban could kind of go to, you know. Now it could be transfers or or just kids coming out of high school, whatever. However, the recruiting train is rolling, and say not only will I put you in the NFL, or tell the the parents of the kids, not only will put your son in the NFL, but good teams, great programs, great franchises want your want your kid if he comes to Alabama. Now Kirby Smart could do that. I mean, he could just sell his program. Like you see that team up at Philadelphia that just won the NFC Championship. Has been one of the best teams in the NFC for the past twenty something years. They want all our guys. It's another selling point. For Georgia versus other schools, that not only are they getting drafted, and they're all getting drafted, but the Eagles, a premier program and NFL franchise, want them. All right, my last loser for the winners and losers of the 2023 NFL draft for the Eagles is uh, anyone complaining. So uh, you know, we obviously poking fun at the Bijanites, people that want to Bijan Robinson, but anyone out there, and I mean anyone out there. Complaining about Bijan or bust, or complaining about WIP talking about Bijan Robinson, which, by the way, is what listeners want to talk, wanted to talk about the last couple months. So obviously, that's what the station's going to talk about. Uh, you know why? Why wouldn't we? But anyone out there that's complaining or oh, why did we talk about this so much? It was so stupid. Well, I just I just want to let you know this. Number one, it was awesome. It was fun. I loved the debates, even though I was on the side of I didn't want Bijan Robinson. I loved the debates. So that's number one. Number two is, I hope you're ready for next year because I, I did it. We all do it, right? I clicked on the 2024 NFL way too early mock draft. We, we are, you probably did it too. And I was scrolling through. I think that was our pro football focus. And at number 10 overall, they had Jeremiah Trotter. Yes, Jeremiah Trotter, like the son of Trot. So who's a, a tremendous young player, linebacker, speed, agility, You know, he could cover the pass, but also stop the run, playmaking linebacker, a star. And they had him with the number 10 overall pick in next year's draft. And and look, who knows? It's a year out. He could rise. Maybe he's top five pick. He could fall. Maybe he's more of a a late first draft pick. I have no idea. You know, there was a guy the Eagles signed this weekend, the corner Ricks out of Georgia, who's a top 10 pick in last year's mock at this time, and then he wasn't even drafted. So you never know. But just a glimpse of it is... Trot's kid could play. So I I already can hear it. Like this year was Bijan or bust on WIP. Next year, it, it, can, it, say it with me. Trade up for Trot. Trade up for Trot. I can hear people calling on WIP. Trade up for Trot. Trade, it, it's all right there. Trade up for Trot. Uh, that's going to be next year. So anyone who hated Bijan or bust or or you know, turn their nose up at, you know, us talking about a, a fun idea of drafting a a really special running back prospect, which I didn't want to do, but it was still a great conversation. Well, just get ready because trade up for Trot, a linebacker is going to be the story of the 2024 draft, at least at WIP. Well, all right, listen, great draft for the Eagles. I, I really was impressed with how Rose was able to do. And now we get to watch this play out. I, I encourage you all to, you know, to dive into all the great podcasts with WIP because Birds, uh, obviously I host Bryce Harper coming back this week. It's gonna be a big week. I mean it's gonna be a big, big week at WIP. Hopefully Joel and B can get on the court. Sixers and the Celtics will be talking about it every single day on the WIP Midday Show and of course on WIP daily, but just in I mean, in totality, the winner, just to kind of sum it up of this draft was Howie. You know, he was able to do something here and, and change the running back room, get big time players at the top of the draft, building blocks. Kind of keep the team afloat. Their Super Bowl has got shorter and also position themselves for the future. A great, great weekend for Howie Roseman and the Philadelphia Eagles. I appreciate everyone who's listening so far to WIP Daily, a daily podcast on the biggest story in Philadelphia sports each day. And of course, we'll intersperse some of the great content on WIP. Thank you so much for listening. Great draft for the Eagles. Really outstanding, outstanding work by Howie Roseman. What was he what he was able to do there? Great, great job by Howie. You guys have a great day. We'll talk tomorrow on WIP Daily.